0: fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is February 7th, 2023, and our first story. Tonight, Joe Biden will give his State of the Union address, and I imagine he'll be lying. The State of the Union is, it's pretty bad. Inflation is up, wages are down, food prices are up, there's a shortage of eggs, and people are trying to smuggle eggs in from Mexico. Which doesn't make sense if it was just the avian flu. No, it's U.S. policy. It's bad. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer or Negative Nancy, but I'm going to call it like I see it. In our next story, far-left activists storm the Capitol in Oklahoma in an insurrection. In our last story... A rancher on the border of Arizona and Mexico shoots and kills an illegal immigrant. Maybe people are just fed up with the border crisis and it's starting to get dark. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Tonight, we will be graced with the presence of Joe Biden as he delivers his State of the Union address. He's supposed to tell us how things are going, but we know it's a lie. Anybody who's paying attention to politics knows that he is lying. The Democrats are mostly lying. Most of the Republicans are lying. And it seems like everybody's just grifting to try and make money. Things seem pretty bad. They seem to be getting worse. And I hate to be a negative Nancy here. But uh, yeah, it does seem like we're heading on a dark track. And I don't know exactly when or how things will turn around. But if we are to believe the Strauss-Howe generational theory, We may be entering what's called the fourth turning, in which it's going to get really bad. Basically, a period of massive negative downturn, not too dissimilar to what we saw with the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War II, because those were also considered fourth turnings, but something particularly bad. And considering what we just saw with the Chinese spy balloon, or balloons, plural, we may be getting dangerously close to some kind of greater conflict. I often talk about the prospect of civil war or potentially World War III. Now, the World War III thing has been stated by people more famous and important than me. You've got the Pope, I think, talking about the prospect of World War III. You've got personalities in Europe. You've got politicians in Europe. You've got Russian pundits saying it started already, fire the nukes. Yet for some reason, there are people who want to claim that I'm the wrong one when I say we may be entering World War Three, if that's the case, if more important people than I are saying it. But then there's also the prospect of civil war. You want to talk about the State of the Union? Let's talk about Oklahoma, when a bunch of far left extremists stormed the Capitol on February 6th, never forget, in an insurrection because they believe children should be allowed to get sex change operations. Now, by all means, if you're on the left watching this video for some reason, and you think that they should be able to get sex change surgery, then you're clearly on the other side of the issue than most of the people who watch my channel or I. And thus, well, the State of the Union is pretty bad. You've got states lining up against states. You literally do. You have states in the West Coast that want to ban gas cars so only people can people can only drive electric. You've got California. You've got Colorado. They want to be abortion sanctuaries, abortion up to the point of birth. Quite literally, the woman is about to birth a child and you can quote unquote abort the baby, ending its life. And then you have other states like Oklahoma or Texas that are moving in the other direction and saying, no, no abortion. You can't kill the life of a child. And then, of course, we had last week Jeff Younger, who talked about what happened with his son being taken to California. As the states start passing laws that align against each other, yo, maybe the state of the union isn't so bad that we will see a civil war, but maybe the union could actually break apart. Now, I'm sure China would be absolutely ecstatic about this because they would instantly become the unipolar power in the world whereas right now the 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 world has become multipolar it was for a while in the cold war the us took over but now china is rising very very quickly so we may be entering a very dangerous period we've also got what like i think montana or it might have been wyoming they're going to ban electric cars yeah that way the sale of that way uh, they can protect the fossil fuel industry this country quite literally is being ripped apart and right now the funniest thing is that on the internet? Everybody's fighting about everything. You know, you've got uh, uh, you know Daily Wire and Crowder. I'm not going to drag other other drama bits into this, but of course you've got the issue people are complaining about with me. And then what do I see? I see Anna Kasparian The Young Turks having a nice, polite sit down with Ben Shapiro, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, cats and dogs getting along. You know, what's the what is the quote from Ghostbusters? It really does feel like things are all wacky and wonky at the start of this year. But you know, what, man. I can tell you this before we get started and read about the State of the Union as it truly is. I would only just say be self-sufficient to the best of your abilities. Have a family. uh, Teach your kids when slash if you have them American values. Teach them personal responsibility. Teach them to care about things that will make the world a better place and to be strong, to believe in uh, who they are, to stand up for what they believe in. And never forget, my friends, we're not here to talk about tribalism. We're going to talk about what's true. And that means sometimes you will just piss everybody off. And sometimes when you do, you're wrong. And sometimes when you do, you're right. But that's all we can be. It's who we are and say what we believe. Or I guess if you want to be a grifter, you can just lie to people and then you'll make money doing it. But, uh, well, I'm certainly not here to do that. So y'all are allowed to be mad or happy or sad at whatever I have to say, or you can just not listen. let's read the daily wires by the numbers. The state of Biden's America is absolutely abysmal. Wow. That's one way to put it. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and support our work directly. As a member, you not only help uh, keep our news team afloat, and they're writing articles all day, every day, calling out the BS and correcting the record. We also have shows like Cast Castle, Tales from the Infinite World, and Pop Culture Crisis that are all supported by your direct membership, as well as videos like this and Timcast IRL. But of course, our cultural endeavors as well. We're setting up a physical coffee shop and hangout with three floors so that you can have coffee on the one floor, a mezzanine, Ian's Crystal Cove, a second floor with games and skating, and potentially we're aiming for a private club third floor with podcasting capabilities. Should be a whole lot of fun, but it's all thanks to you as members We're able to do these things. And it ain't easy. I'll tell you that it'd be easier not to do it. But so long as you guys keep supporting us, we'll just keep fighting on ahead. But let's jump to this story and talk about the absolute state of Biden's America. The Daily Wire writes, President Joe Biden will deliver an hour long address to America on Tuesday, laying out just how great everything is and delivering a mind numbing laundry list of everything he hopes to do in the future. Last week, he gave a bit of a preview. Today, I'm happy to report that the state of the union and the state of our economy is strong. Biden crowed to reporters on Friday. We learned this morning that the economy has created 517,000 jobs just last month, more than half a million jobs in just the last month of January. I'm sorry, just the month of January. And in addition, we also learned that we that were half a million more jobs created last year than we thought. And even as the job market reaches historic highs, inflation continues to come down. Inflation has now fallen for six straight months. Gas prices are down more than a dollar fifty a gallon since their peak. Food inflation is falling as well. And as inflation is coming down, take home pay for workers is going up. Real wages are up. Wages for lower income and middle income workers have gone up even more, Biden gloated. Ah, Biden, and his rose-colored glasses, a reporter quickly burst his bubble asking. Do you take any blame for inflation, Mr. President? And he says, am I taking blame for inflation? No. Reporter asks, why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in a real economic difficulty. That's why I don't, Biden said. Well, where to begin? There are so many lies here uttered by the president of the United States that it's hard to unpack them all. Inflation by the numbers. Oh, let's break it down. As you enter tonight, please consider the facts. Daily Wire writes, let's start with inflation, which a, with which, a few months ago hit a 40-year high. In December 2020, the last full month in office of President Donald Trump, the rate of inflation was 1.4%, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The average for the entire year of 2020 was 1.2%, data shows. But after Biden killed the Keystone pipeline, froze student debt collection, rejoined the Paris Climate Accords, made a pathway for illegals to gain citizenship and halted construction on the border wall, all actions he took on day 1, inflation started to climb. In his first 6 months in office, inflation went from 1.4 to 5.4%. It was worse in 2022, rising 9.1% by June. But Biden is a highly skilled liar. Inflation has fallen for 6 straight months all the way down to 6.5%. The average for 2022 was 8%, soaring from 1.2 in 2020. Now, some people argue the president shouldn't take credit for a good economy and certainly doesn't deserve the blame for a bad one. But in Biden's case, he definitely deserves the blame. Quote, Economists say Biden's pandemic relief policies, including the American Rescue Plan, exacerbated matters by giving Americans too much money to spend when goods and services supplies were too low, which drove prices higher. PolitiFact wrote on Monday. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. that's eight, seven, seven, six, four, six, five, three, four, seven. It was Biden's most profound failure and policy error. Douglas Holtz Eakin, uh, Douglas Holtz Eakin, president of the Center Right American Action Forum, told the fact checking site gas prices by the numbers. Then there are gas prices. When Biden took office, a gallon of regular averaged two dollars and thirty eight cents. Today, it's three dollars and forty six cents, according to the American Automobile Association. That's nearly 50 percent higher, 46 percent to be exact, than it was when Biden took office. And remember, by February 2022, the eve of the Russia of Russia's war in Ukraine, the price had already risen above three dollars and fifty cents, which negates Biden's endless claims of Putin's price hike at the pumps. And while I'm talking, I'm trying to scoot a little stink bug out of the way. So bear with me. In addition to canceling the Keystone XL pipeline, Biden also suspended new federal oil and gas leases, hiked drilling fees on federal land and mandated that all federal federal vehicles be zero emissions. Can I just point out this is like one simple summary being written by the Daily Wire of all of the bad things Joe Biden has done? And you have people that play tribal partisan games. I don't care. I have no problem sitting here with Luke Rodkowski when he complains about the things Donald Trump did in terms of foreign policy. I happen to think Trump did way more good in terms of foreign policy, and I'll say it. And I'll criticize him when I think he did bad. But Joe Biden has been apocalyptically bad. And to be honest, it's not just Joe Biden. It is the current state of the union. It is relatively bad, I'm sorry to say. You know, there are a lot of people that expect an addiction machine from what we produce here. And I can't give it to you. I can tell you if things are bad, if they're bad. I can tell you if they're good, if they're good. But see, the problem with the Internet and the reason part of partly why the union is being ripped apart is that humans are addicted to the next thing. It is true on the left as it is on the right. If I come out and say to you the exact same thing I said yesterday with an update, most people won't care. It's a fact. Last Friday, I decided not to do a segment. Why? The big story being pushed across the board was the document scandal with Joe Biden, which I've covered ad nauseum. And the updates were there, new information pertaining to Joe Biden and the, the classified documents and Hunter Biden. And I thought to myself, I am not going to just say the same things again, but act like today it's worse than it was yesterday when it's the same story with new information. I'm not interested. I'm really not. And maybe that's detrimental to what this company is and what it can grow to be. But I'm not going to play the BuzzFeed game. I'm not going to play the Vice game or the Politico game. And I'm not going to come out every single day and just say it's worse if it's not really worse. If it's just the same old thing, I'll tell you it's just the same old thing. And then eventually I'll just say, guys, there's no news today. Today itself, to be completely honest, is a relatively slow news day. But considering we have the State of the Union address coming up later tonight, this actually seemed to make a lot of sense to talk about. Quote, the Biden administration has waged a war on supply and prices have skyrocketed. Senator Ted Cruz said last April, this is not an accident. This is not Putin. This is Joe Biden and the Democrats in the Green New Deal. And they're desperately looking for a political excuse to blame somebody else for the consequences of what they promised they would do to the American people. But again, Biden is a true snarly mendacious to the core. Gas prices are down more than $1.50 from their peak. A gallon of regular averaged four ninety three in June, but see above still up forty six percent since he took office. And they're going up again. The average was three dollars and twenty one cents in December. But that jumped to three dollars and thirty four cents last month. Ah, Food prices, food prices by the numbers. All right. Let's talk about the State of the Union. Did, if I were to go to you three years ago and say, if you vote for Joe Biden, In three years, in two years, people will be smuggling eggs from Mexico across the border. Chicken eggs to eat for breakfast. You would say that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And you would have been wrong. Why contraband eggs are piling up at the U.S.-Mexico border. Oh, mercy me. That's how bad it is. With the price of eggs in California nearly tripling in the past year, many people are going further to find cheaper prices, even crossing the border into Mexico. But at the San Isidro crossing between San Diego and Tijuana, hundreds and hundreds of eggs are sitting behind closed doors. Rosie Mises, Mises, chief agricultural specialist with the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, is responsible for all food entering the port. She explained why the eggs are sitting at the crossing. They are here because eggs are prohibited from Mexico. Yes, let me repeat that again, my friends. As we enter tonight's State of the Union address, it is a fact that it is so bad that people are smuggling eggs from Mexico. Now, why are they doing it? Is it because we don't have any? Sort of. There's an egg shortage. It's caused by an avian flu, but it's also caused by inflation. It's caused by regulation. A lot of people have desperately tried to defend Biden by saying, you know, it's the avian flu. It's nothing else. Actually, it's inflation combined with the avian flu. And then, of course, there was a chicken egg pressing plant that burned down all of these things, making it all just a bit more expensive. But yes, it's all under Joe Biden's leadership. So if we're going to be honest about the conversation, we're going to mention the bird flu. We're going to mention chickens getting sick. But the government uh, gave out guidance, I don't know to, to what extent it was mandated, to cull chickens. So people went around killing healthy chickens out of fear of an avian flu spreading. Maybe it was the right call. I don't know. Maybe it was a bio attack. Maybe we're actually at war. Maybe China or some other country that is mad at us. Maybe they released an avian flu to try and kill our food supply. I mean, that's something that's plausible, I guess. I don't have any evidence to suggest it's true, just a hypothesis or maybe sometimes birds get sick. Let's talk about food prices by the numbers. The Daily Wire goes on. Want to talk food prices? No, of course you don't. No one does. But for some reason, Biden does. Food inflation is slowing as well, he declared. Let's talk about the State of the Union since the last time Biden delivered his address. In 2022, food prices increased by 9.9%. The U.S. Department of Agriculture reports food at home prices increased by 11.4%, while food away from home increased by 7.7%. There's more. Egg prices increased 11.1% in December, pushing the price since December 2021 59.9% higher. And we haven't hit the ceiling yet. Not even close. Egg prices are predicted to increase 27.3% in 2023, the USDA reported. Prices soared in eight additional food categories in 2022. And this year won't be any better. In 2023, prices are predicted to increase for meats 12.8% dairy products, 8%, fats and oils, 16.5%, processed fruits and vegetables, 9.6%, sugar and sweets, 10.6%, cereal and bakery. But you you get the point. I'm not going to read the entire list. Biden said they were falling again, a little, but not much. And as the USDA says, they're all about to go up again. So four Pinocchios there, Mr. Biden. Take-home pay by the numbers. How about take-home pay? We know oil giants, Exxon and Shell and BP saw record profits as did a whole slew of grocery store chains. But if everyone's taking on more cash, it'll all come out in the wash. We are not, not by a long shot. Quote, wages are rising, but they are not keeping up with inflation. Statista reports in the United States, the average decline in real wages for the entire population across all sectors and income levels was just over 2% year on year in the third quarter of 2022. And that's just for one quarter. I do want to pause and just say definitely got to make sure Joseph Curl is the person who wrote this article. I want to make sure they get credit because this is in-depth, an excellent job aggregating all this information, and uh, Joseph Curl for The Daily Wire writing about uh, take-home pay. Let's read more. Take-home pay for workers is going up, Biden claimed. Sure, wage increases are happening, but they have already fallen significantly behind inflation since Biden took office, and they're still not even. Real wages, that is, inflation-adjusted wages fell or were unchanged during the first six quarters of Biden's presidency, PolitiFact reported last month. Here's how Biden plays the game. In 2022, average hourly earnings for all private employees rose 4.7%, but inflation jumped by 6.4%, more money, but less spending power. In Biden's entire presidency, wages have risen by 10%, so they are going up, but Biden inflation has soared 14%, so either way you cut it, you are down 4%. Biden's going to deliver his little speech, then set off across the country to try to persuade Americans that, hey, you're better off hoping they haven't just come back from the grocery store. On Wednesday, he's heading to Madison, Wisconsin, where he will, as the White House says, discuss how his economic plan is creating good paying union jobs and delivering real results for the American people. Then on Thursday, it's off to Tampa, Florida, where he will discuss his plan to protect and strengthen Social Security and Medicare and lower health care costs. So much discussing. But even the liberal media has been turning on Biden lately. The State of the Union is clearly not great. A majority of Americans say they don't believe he has achieved much since taking office, according to a Washington Post ABC News poll. The poll finds that 62 percent of Americans think Biden has accomplished not very much or little or nothing during his presidency, while 36 percent say he has accomplished a great deal or a good amount. On many of Biden's signature initiatives, from improving the country's infrastructure to making electric vehicles more affordable to creating jobs, majority of Americans say they do not believe he has made progress. You can also I can also mention that we talked about this, not just with the um, we talked about uh, yesterday, I should say, showing that most Americans aren't feeling it. Democrats claim to be. But independent voters and Republicans are saying it's not happening. The reality that we're facing, it's a cult. The left is just in a cult. They believe whatever they say, whatever. And all we can do is desperately try to wake people up. From the House Oversight Committee. Comer, the state of our border is in crisis. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I just covered a story at 1 p.m. about how a guy shot and killed an illegal immigrant on his property. He was charged with first degree murder. Now, I don't know what happened. But we have a problem to such a degree that these stories are coming out, and I think people are saying enough. We have stories about people trying to smuggle chicken eggs from Mexico because the prices are too high here. You know what the thing is? These people are probably getting in trucks, filling them up with eggs, trying to get them through the border where they can sell them at a premium. You buy a chicken egg. Now, hold on there a minute. Well, hold on there a minute. Let me ask you a question. Why would an egg in Mexico be cheaper than an egg in the United States? Certainly by region, if you're in Mexico, the chickens are being produced in comparable climates, right? It's not just some avian flu. Avian flu doesn't know any country borders, right? Policy. Policy in the United States. So you can bring your eggs from Mexico and bring them up here. Not legally, I'm saying people can try and it will be cheaper And that says something about policy. They say ABC News, where former Clintonista George Stephanopoulos holds sway, went further. Record numbers of people are worse off, a recipe for political discontent. Four in 10 Americans say they've gotten worse off financially since Joe Biden became president. The most in ABC News Washington Post polls dating back 37 years. Political fallout includes poor performance ratings for Biden and a tight hypothetical Biden-Trump rematch next year. ABC even said the R word. Uh Oh, the big hit on Biden is the economy with inflation moderating, but still high. Forty one percent say they're not as well off financially as they were when Biden took office. The most in nearly three dozen ABC post polls to ask the question since 1986, when Ronald Reagan, who popularized the better off phrase, held office. Just 16 percent of this poll produced by ABC by Langer Research Associates, say they're better off. And that's the bottom line. Are you better off? The answer for most of us is no. Biden thinks you're just dumb enough to think you are. You most assuredly are not. And it lines up with the polls. What do we see? Independents saying it's bad, almost exactly in line with what Republicans are saying, comparable percentages. Slightly more Republicans saying it's bad, slightly less independents saying it's bad. And then Democrats, 77% saying it's great because they're lying. Or maybe they're not. Maybe Biden's policies are helping his voters. So let's put it this way. You can view it one of two ways. Either Biden and Democrat policy explicitly helps Democrats hurting independent voters and Republicans. Okay, sounds like conflict is where this is headed if they're going to keep doing things like that, sacrificing the majority of the country for their base to earn votes. Or maybe they're lying. And these leftists, these Democrats just believe whatever it is they say, no matter what. Then either way, we are looking at ideological bifurcation. Oh, boy, do we have it? I got a bunch of tweets here to talk about the State of the Union and where we're headed. Ben Q says robots are now being rolled out as replacements for security guards. This little fellow reportedly replaced two full-time security staff at a 24-hour industrial plant. They are firing humans and replacing them with robo-dogs. That is nightmare dystopia from two different realms jammed into one. You've got coming automation, unemployment crises, and you have quite literally robot dog security. Wow. Seems like, uh, you know, seems like things will get pretty bad. Then, of course, you have the physical conflict. Man, woman charged in plot to attack Maryland power grid. Quote, this planned attack threatened lives and would have left thousands of Marylanders in the cold and dark. Why did they want to do it? I don't know. Fox News reports, U.S. attorney in the District of Maryland, Eric L. Barron, said the planned attack threatened lives. They said, uh, we are united and committed against using every legal means necessary to disrupt violence, including hate-fueled attacks. according to an affidavit by Patrick W. Staub, a Baltimore Division Special Agent of the Joyce T- Joint Terrorism Task Force. Klen Daniels spoke to an FBI informant last week about the plan and said she was targeting five substations. She allegedly said her attacks would completely destroy this whole city and a good four or five shots to the center of them would be enough to destroy the substations. Klen Daniel was in prison for a convenience store robbery when she started digitally communicating with Russell, who was in prison for possessing bomb-making materials. Russell allegedly had racially and ethnically motivated violent extremist beliefs, according to the affidavit. He allegedly posted open source maps to the power grid infrastructure. What would this do? What, what what would this do towards any kind of racism? I don't know. All I can say is the bifurcations here. That's what we're looking at. The country is being bifurcated. Joe Biden can come out and talk about the strength or the State of the Union And part of me wants to come out and just lie. It'd be so beautiful, wouldn't it? If I can come out and just be like, guys, you know, things are getting really good. You should be really happy about how good everything is. Here's the sad reality that is the news and that is this country. Humans are addicted to cause. You need one. There needs to be a villain. There always has to be. And if there isn't, people find one. So, of course, the news must generate conflict all the time. I think it's fair to point out things are bad. But you see, what's happening now is the ideological split results in the media saying Joe Biden's doing better than ever, and 77% of Democrats saying, you know what, I believe you. And then it results in everyone else saying, I can tell things are bad, and the is going to lie. And they need to one-up everything every day so that you keep coming back for more. You know, some people ask me, and they say this all the time, why don't you do news segments that are happy and upbeat? And I'm like, well, no one cares about happy and upbeat. What's a happy and upbeat story? Dog rescued from fire. You're going to say, how does that matter to me? How does that impact me? I can come out and say something like, you know, food prices are going down. You're going to be like, yeah, I, I know that. But then what am I supposed to come out and say food prices are going down in some areas? Thanks to Joe Biden's policies. It's not his policies are failing, causing the problems to get worse. So what is the good thing to be said? lull you into a false sense of security so that you feel good about how bad things are getting and then what, get caught off guard if they get worse? No, people come to the news because there's information that can change their lives. There's information they need to better plan and better prepare. That's the only thing I can offer you. I'm not going to claim that uh, the world's going to explode unless it actually is. Now, I can certainly mention World War III, the strauss generational theory, civil war, and all of those things, and those are possibilities because that's where we really are. And I don't know what else to tell you. There are some people that just want outrage, 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 nonstop, all the time, every time. Uh, To a certain degree, I get it. I complain on the internet for a living. But I got to tell you, man, it's tough out there. So my recommendation, well, tonight we're going to have a watch party for the State of the Union address. And we're going to listen to what Joe Biden has to say. And maybe he'll be realistic. Maybe he'll say, look, it's not perfect. Things are bad in a lot of ways, but we're trying and we're going we're to make things better. And here's here's some improvements we've made. I'd respect that. I don't think so. Joe Biden's going to come out. He's going to claim victory. He's going to say, sure, there are some problems. No, and Nobody, you, you can't claim victory without admitting some fault, but it's going to be overwhelmingly positive. It's going to talk about how great everything is. And then people are going to sit back and be like, I kind of think things are not that great. And they're not because we've seen it. So what I want to tell you to do is get out of the cities, be self-sufficient, download survival guides, buy some chickens. Maybe if you're up for the task, get some little goats, pygmy goats. You don't want the big ones. And then you get goat milk. You drink the goat milk and make goat cheese and do whatever you got to do with the goat milk. But I can tell you that sitting back and just waiting for Joe Biden to come and tell you how good things are is not going to save you. It's not going to make life better. It just seems like everything's breaking down. When I saw this protest with these people in the Capitol in Oklahoma screaming about sex change operations for children, you know, the only thing I can think is that these people are desperate in need of a cause. They need to be mad about something. They will find anything to be mad about, even if it doesn't matter or won't affect their lives. And I'll, I'll, I'll address it uh, just partially here at the end of this segment. The, the fake controversies around uh, Internet personalities. I'm not going to say names directly, but for those that are paying attention, you know that there seems to be a story about a woman that no one really cares about, won't change the price of your food, won't come to your house, won't impact your children's lives in any way. But for some reason, people are so desperate to make this the big story. It makes no sense. None whatsoever. Unless one of two things. One, we know there's a PR company involved in promoting the story. Using a limited number of sock puppets, which they then get to convince regular people that this is where the mob tactic fight should be. But it is kind of distressing and depressing. So I can tell you, why does it seem like the night is always darkest before the dawn? Well, right now you have some of them you have some large and prominent YouTubers who are obsessed with irrelevant personalities, telling their audience they too should care about someone who matters not. Meanwhile, the president is going to give a State of the Union on why your eggs are gone, why you can't afford milk or gasoline. I'll tell you this. I don't care about drama. You know, people want to be mad about something. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't know what this has to do with gas prices. I care about gas prices. I care about cultural issues like AI deepfakes being placed on women's bodies. That's a big issue. What's going to happen in the future when we can't realize that we're being tricked or we can't tell what's true. And even right now, we're swimming in it. PR firms, We'll create about 50 bots. They use that to create a spark by spamming people's pages to generate a controversy in which commenters and other influencers or whatever you to call it, creators, will just say, oh, OK, people want to talk about this. I don't. I'd rather go live in a van down by the river, as I often say. And I may get the choice. I, I, I may get the opportunity, considering how bad things are getting and how screwed up our, our country is, from Overly woke, amoral artificial intelligences like ChatGPT, deep fake porn of people's faces being put on porn bodies, and artificially uh, generated, AI-generated images of fake people used to run OnlyFans accounts or things like that. Yo, we are, we are in a chaotic position. Chaotic evil is all around us. And I can't tell you where things go. I can only tell you, yeah, I hate to say it, but it does feel like things are getting bad. Maybe people need a white pill every so often, but I don't know what to say. You know, Joe Biden's going to come out and he's going to try and offer that to you. But if I told you things were going to get better, or if I said I thought things were going to get better, I'd be lying. I do think they will get better in the long run because the fourth turning ends and then you get the first turning, the first season where things start to improve because hard times make strong men and strong men make good times. But after these hard times, we may get a period of some hard times that only slowly get better. And then it may not be for another 25 years until we get to an actual place of comfortability. We'll see. We'll see you all, uh, all you guys tonight at 8 p.m. for the State of the Union address. Watch party. The next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCastNews. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all then. Ladies and gentlemen, we have shocking news this morning. Far left activists have staged an insurrection in Oklahoma. I know. I know. We're still waiting on an update to make sure that everyone's okay, But it seems that the seat of government was seized by a group known as Trans Lives Matter. They stormed the Capitol to protest a bill criminalizing genital mutilation for minors. Yeah, it's an insurrection, I guess. I mean, that's what you'd call it, right? When a bunch of activists storm into uh, the Capitol building. Yeah. No. No. What's that? The media is calling it a protest. A little a little little protest. Okay, fine. Whatever. All right. Well, here's what's happening. A bunch of far left activists are mad that in Oklahoma, they're going to ban drag shows for kids and they're going to ban sex change surgery for kids as well. And there's something interesting to be said about uh, about this whole situation. These these people are screaming and begging for the right to sterilize their children. I mean, I, I, look, the, the bill, I think it says here on Postmillennial, it would uh, prohibit procedures to anyone under the age of 26. I saw other reporting saying 21, and 21 makes more sense, but we'll see. But I just find this, this, this whole thing fascinating when you have leftists who are demanding the right to abort their own children and now to sterilize their own children. On top of this story, we do have another interesting story that I think fits into this that we should talk about. And that is, mother admits she regrets letting her son four transition to a girl identity, and describes realizing her mistake was like leaving a cult, after she had previously spent years being a true believer in transgender ideology. And this woman, appearing on the trigonometry podcast, explains how she came to transition her son, how she came to realize they made a big mistake. And why they detransitioned their kid. Ultimately, she said, they make you think that the child is leading. But if a child plays with a girl's toy and then the parent comes in and says, you're a girl, that's the parent leading the child. The parent's always supposed to lead the child. The parent is supposed to tell the child what the child is. But this is an interesting, an interesting combination of stories. And of course, there's more. Governor Kevin Stitt receives a standing ovation calling for the legislature to, quote, send me a bill that bans all gender transition surgeries and hormone therapies on minors in the state of Oklahoma. Billboard Chris says we've got more than one coming, Governor. Thank you. Well, let's start by reading the story from uh, what happened at the Capitol. And then uh, I'll tell you where I'm going with this one. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there right in the beginning. Madonna got plastic surgery. Everybody is mocking and insulting Madonna's appearance. She does not look good. I'm not trying to be mean to Madonna, but she is an older woman and she got plastic surgery. She does not look young. She does not look better. In fact, I think she just looks worse. And that's why the media keeps talking about her shocking plastic surgery. Now, I want to point out when Madonna gets plastic surgery, desperately trying to look young, young, the media makes fun of her. When a biological male or female gets plastic surgery to try and look like the opposite sex, they're not, then all of a sudden it's the inverse and the media backs off and says nothing. But with all due respect, cosmetic surgery is cosmetic surgery. You are trying to look a certain way. Many individuals who receive cosmetic surgery, no matter for what reason, do not look average, I should say. Do not look natural. You you end up looking... Different and discernibly having gone, it it is. It is uh, put it this way: people can tell you got surgery. I'll put it that way. I don't care for what reason, whether it's uh, uh, transgender or for age-related things or appearance, people can tell. For the most part, for the most part, I say. Sometimes there's good plastic surgeons, but look, even the lightest touch. I know some people probably don't know that, don't think people know they got plastic surgery, but it's like, dude, look, you can you, you can look at someone's face. And you can tell if they got plastic surgery, okay? Here's the story from the post-millennial. Trans activists gathered in Oklahoma, uh, in the Oklahoma Capitol Monday stink bug, to protest legislation that would prohibit the sterilization and mutilation of children. Trans Lives Matter, they chanted. The legislative session began in the state on Monday, and lawmakers are expected to consider the Millstone Act which would prohibit Oklahoma doctors from providing gender transition procedures or referral services relating to such procedures to anyone under the age of 26. And I yelled stink bug because there is a stink bug that was crawling on the microphone, but uh, we took care of that little feller. There we go. All right, here we go. The bill would further authorize the state's attorney general to enforce the act and those found guilty of violating it would be guilty of a felony and subject to license revocation says a release from a state senator, Dave, uh, from state senator David Bullard, who sponsored the bill. Child abuse is a felony in our state and mutilating a young person's genitalia should be viewed no differently. The Millstone Act will hold those who perform child mutilation accountable by making such activity a felony. Those guilty of such a heinous crime will be both legally and financially liable. During his state of the state of the state address, I love that state of the state. Governor Kevin Stitt said, send me a bill. Actually, I, I'll, let me just play for you the clip, and we'll start from the beginning.
1: We must protect our most vulnerable, our children. After all, minors can't vote, can't purchase alcohol, can't purchase cigarettes. We shouldn't allow a minor to get a permanent gender altering surgery in Oklahoma. That's why I'm calling for the legislature. why I'm calling for the legislature to send me a bill that bans all gender transition surgeries and hormone therapies on minors in the state of Oklahoma.
0: Standing ovation, look at that, the back, so weird, the, the political divide between the states, huh?
1: As governor, I will never shy away from calling out right from wrong. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Well, there you go. He said it right there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, He wants to to, to ban it regardless. Lawmakers propose 17 bills targeting hormone therapy for minors, with many also preventing gender transition surgery for minors. Legislation preventing ARPA funding to any provider that performs the hormones or surgeries to minors is in effect statewide. In response to Oklahoma's move to protect children from the medical impact of gender ideology as well as save women's sports and protect women women's sex-segregated spaces, a trans activist and lawyer, Brittany Novotny, is forming a new political action committee in the state to try to block the legislation. Called the Securing Liberty Pact, Novotny claims the bill protecting children Uh, The bills protecting children run contrary to the GOP principle of limited government. Oh, very, very funny. Novotny claims that protecting children from drag content is simply government interference in private lives. Funny how that works. We're not going to beat these bills by rehashing the same far left rhetoric and playing victim. We're going to defeat these bills by finding common ground with Republicans in the legislature and helping them to see this isn't necessarily the winning issue they think it is. You know what? my current pop culture uh, uh, reference is Yellowstone, which I've been watching. And so uh, that got me thinking about stuff like this, culture, law. For those that are familiar with the show that it takes place in Montana, and there's a conflict between a guy who owns a big, big property, like, I mean, big property, and a Native American reservation. And um, I was thinking about how they handle politics in that show. There's one scene where a guy like shoots a guy puts him out of his misery and then the police are like okay let's we get it we get why you did it so we're going to cover it up or whatever i'm just thinking when you have a cohesive culture like in this show represented by the native americans the 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 chairman the chief or whatever says you know okay i'm not going to bring up this one particular story because it would hurt a member of my family basically some guys were attacking a young girl guy saves the young girl girl doesn't want it reported they find the guys who are attacking her, they're dead, and so they're like, "Okay, we're not going to make a federal case out of this because it would hurt one, a member of our family." I started thinking about what what it's like when you have a cohesive community and culture. During Occupy Wall Street in the camp, there were there were several rapes, and uh, I think one of the person people who got raped, f- physically held down by a man, was a trans man, a biological female that was identifying as a man, and then a man, male, went in the tent and you know raped this individual. It's, it's horrifying. And the response from Occupy Wall Street was tell no one because they'll attack us. That's kind of horrifying to me. But it shows how cohesive communities function, meaning if everybody agrees with each other morally, religiously or ideologically, you don't get this conflict and you don't get these protests. But what's happening is our culture is fractured in two and you have the death cult that wants to sterilize children and then, you know, everybody else. The problem is the death cult has the 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 institutions, it has the universities for the most part. It has the corporate press for the most part. So regular people are thinking that the death cult that wants to mutilate the genitals of children, and sterilize them or just outright abort the kids are the norm and the good guys. I don't know what the solution is, my friends, but uh, it looks like, you know, Republicans keep trying to go for this legislative approach that I do not think will do anything. So long as the institutions are captured, you're you're it, it's going to keep it's going to keep happening. You know, the way I phrase it, the law is is irrelevant. And I had people saying uh, on, on the show, like, you know, we're in Texas. These are activists. Once the legislation bans these drag shows for for kids, these strip teases for children, then uh, then we can stop it. And I'm like, it's already illegal. It's already illegal for an adult performer To take off their clothes in front of children or or at the very least, there's no like here's what I don't understand. Drag is basically like LGBT burlesque. That's how they describe it. You already can't bring children to burlesque shows. I mean, maybe some states allow. I'm pretty sure they don't. But now they have children doing it. It's already illegal. If your pathetic spineless police. Are not doing anything about it, no bill will change that. So sign them all day and night. Your cops are cowards who won't actually stop what is already illegal. Why? Because they're scared of insurrection. Now, is uh, Oklahoma gonna go and start arresting all these people for storming into the Capitol building? They should. But they're cowards. Sorry, man, that's just a reality. Your police are cowards. The Capitol police will hunt down. Every bumbling dotard who accidentally walked into the Capitol building, not from the fighting side, from the side where the cops opened the door and opened the barricades, they're going to go hunt those people down and lock them up. But your police in Oklahoma ain't going to do nothing. They're going to let these people storm in and they're going to go, well, you know, we respect the right to. Pre-. No, they should go and start arresting them. You know what? Make a point. Make a point. You want to break in to the Capitol? Then you staged insurrection and send the state police to go hunt these people down. And I will tell you this. How much do you want to bet these people aren't even from Oklahoma? These are called the tourists. Now, I'm sure many of them are. Don't get me wrong. It's hard for people to travel that far. But there are these organizers travel around the world to organize protests like this. Here we go. Navani claims are protecting children from sexualized drag is simply government interfering in private lives. We're not going to beat these bills by rehashing the same far left rhetoric and playing victim. We're going to defeat these bills by finding common ground with Republicans in the legislature and helping them see it isn't necessarily the winning issue they think it is. House bills 2736 and 2186 equate drag performances to strip club performances because they're the same thing, to be completely honest. They're literally the same thing. HB 2186 says adult cabaret performance means a performance in a location other than adult cabaret that features topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, drag queens, or similar entertainers who provide entertainment that appeals to the prurient interest, regardless of whether or not the performance is for consideration. These, uh, this is adult performers. Call them that. James Lindsay says, call them—what uh, does he call them? Um, I forgot what he—I forgot clowns. He calls them something clowns and uh, whatever. Groomer clowns. That's what he calls them. Groomer clowns. People who dress up in these shock outfits for children. That's what he calls them. Groomer clowns. No, no. Okay. Adult performer. That's what they are. Drag is for adults. Always have been. They are adult performers. That's all you got to say. That encompasses everything. Topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, and drag queens are adult entertainers. All right. Let's get into it. From the Daily Mail. Exclusive, material girl, plastic surgeons weigh in on what re- they, they really think happened to Madonna's face after unrecognizable Grammy's appearance from excessive filler and Botox to facelift and nose job. Twitter went wild after she presented an award at the Grammys on Sunday. Many felt she looked unrecognizable. Unsurprisingly, many questioned whether the 64-year-old undergone some form of cosmetic procedure. Questioned? Are you nuts? Take a look at Madonna uh, on the right in 2001. Wow. I mean, she looked normal. Granted, that was uh, 22 years ago. So that would have made her, what is that, 40, 42 years old? Yeah. 42. Wow. She looked great. On the left, that ain't Madonna. That some, that she, That doesn't look good. I'm sorry. Madonna looks horrible. Take a look at this. We have a photo from 2018. And Madonna does look old. And you can still tell she's gotten plastic surgery. Fillers and Botox... What is the purpose of this surgery? Madonna does not look good at all. Who thinks she looks good? On the right, even with whatever some plastic surgery she's gotten throughout the years or whatever she had, and this is only five years ago, so she's 59, she looks aged, but uh, she looks all right, you know, and and, and I'm sure she got some surgery and that worked out. Then on the left, this just doesn't, it, it, it looks, it's the uncanny valley. Here's my point. Right now, everybody. I mean, look at this. Two thousand two. She would have aged just fine. I I don't understand what this obsession is. Uh, But sure, fine, whatever. And 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 her ears. And 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 seriously, her her ears. I mean, she just doesn't look young. She doesn't look good. It's not attractive. Uh, My question is this: If you're sixty-four years old, and because I I don't know. All right, I'll tell you. As I get older. You know, my 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 uh, attraction to women is is relatively around the same age as me. It, you know, probably lags a little bit because it, that's probably just how guys are. But uh, for the most part, as I get older, I see. You know, when I'm like in my 20s, I see a 40 year old woman. I'm like, wow, she's old. And now I'm 36. and gonna be 37 in like a month, and I'm looking at like a picture of a 40 year old woman, and I'm like, oh, she looks all right. You know what I mean? Like, you get older, this happens. I'm sure all of you understand exactly what I'm talking about. If you're 64. And some of you I know are. When you look at Madonna, are you like, wow, she's looking great? Or are you like, ah, like what happened to her? Because that's what people on Twitter are saying. Now, as a younger person, I mean, like half, well, just almost half her age. Yeah, she's not attractive. You know, I think she looked better as an older woman with wrinkles and and less volume in her skin, like as, as what happens and it's respectable. And I think now she looks, uh, it's the uncanny valley. Here's my point. Oh, look, I want people to be happy. If this, if this makes her happy, by all means, she's allowed to be happy. But I just want to point out how the media will insult her and people on Twitter will mock her. But what about people who get trans surgeries, who get gender affirmation surgeries? This is just cosmetic surgery. Your DNA is not being altered. Your body is just being reshaped to look a certain way. The difference is Madonna's apparently trying to look younger. I guess that's the point of plastic surgery, to look younger. Facelifts to get rid of wrinkles because wrinkles make you look old because you want to look young. And uh, nobody buys it. Nobody thinks she looks younger. And everyone makes fun of her. But what about a trans person who gets plastic surgery, a male, to try and look female? And it, you're, you're tall with broad shoulders. And you have feminized facial features. But your voice is still very deep. And people can still tell you got cosmetic surgery. Why is it that people will mock Madonna, but they won't mock trans people? No, I get it. I don't don't mock people like don't be mean, I guess. I'm not trying to rag on Madonna for looking this way. I'm just saying this does not make you look good. And the reality for many people who undergo cosmetic surgery for any reason, some people some people do weird cosmetic procedures to change the color of their skin. Like who is it? Was it Sammy Sosa or somebody's using bleach to make their skin white? Like, it doesn't make you look better. You look good like you. You look good who you are. Be who you are. But I suppose the argument is the exact same. Why anybody would get cosmetic surgery to look like someone else because they don't feel good. And I don't know. I suppose the the difference with, you know, like Madonna is you can get a facelift. You can do all those things. It's not going to impede your bodily functions. Um, For these children, they will not be able to have children when they're older. And these are some horrifying stories. You know, I'll go in depth, maybe in another segment on this uh, mother, admitting she regrets letting her son transition. But you also have, you just have so many stories of people who are uh, extremely unhappy, detransitioners. One horrifying story from a woman uh, who posted on Twitter in a viral thread saying she missed her breasts and that every day she feels pain at having had them surgically removed because she was misled. She was unwell. She felt sick and she was told this would make her feel better and it was not the case so i can't tell you what the answers are you know right now you have these you have some states the, the country's been ripped apart oregon washington california they want to ban gas vehicles montana saying they're going to ban, ban electric vehicles to save the energy sector You have some states banning abortion, some states making abortion limitless up to the point of birth. You have some states becoming sanctuaries for gender affirmation and some states banning it outright. So when I say civil war, what do y'all think? If half the states are split and saying gender gender reassignment surgery for children, sterilization, no gas cars, and the other half are saying the complete opposite, how can this country function? Now, at some point, as I've pointed out, I have mentioned before, someone in Oklahoma, where it's illegal to castrate your son, will be involved in the cult and then take their kid and flee to California. This is what we're seeing with Jeff Younger's case in Texas. Jeff Younger's son was taken to California, where he fears his ex-wife will chemically castrate his child. Texas has not yet banned the practice. But what happens when it's illegal? And a parent takes the kid out of the state and then plans to commit a crime against them as per Texas law. Will Texas send rangers to California? Probably not. Will the federal government intervene? No, they won't. So what's going to happen? Sooner or later, some dad is going to run up to boys. They're going to get in their car and they're going to say, you know what we have to do. And they're going to set a plan and they're going to kidnap that kid back. And bad things might happen in the process. California might try and chase after him afterwards. But is California going to send state police to Texas for a crime committed in California? Probably not. But what happens when it's kidnapping? And what happens when your government is leftist? Then the feds might go into Texas and it will not be pretty. But if Donald Trump or some Republican wins in 2024, maybe we see something different. And then maybe the feds do go into California to stop this. And then what does California do? We're on the precipice. This is shockingly insane stuff. So we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. All right, let's go for the most shocking interpretation we possibly can because, ooh, I need those clicks on YouTube. How about the tide is turning? Revolution has begun. Border ranchers are fed up with Joe Biden's failures on the border and have begun executing illegal immigrants. Yeah, okay, no, a little bit over the top. I mean, the story is Rancher 73 is charged with murder On his Arizona land after shooting dead Mexican 48 who had a history of illegal crossings into the U.S. and multiple deportations, Judge refuses to reduce $1 million bail despite plea his wife is alone. The guy who got arrested, 73 years old. Here's the story. Here's what we know. Lucky Land
1: Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? Lucky.
0: Guy consistently illegally crosses. Rancher shoots and kills him. That's about it. I think stories like this probably have happened a lot in the past. Illegal border crossings aren't a new thing. In fact, they're particularly prominent right now under the Biden administration. And even before Biden and during Trump, there was a big problem and Trump was working as best he could to build that big, beautiful wall. Instead, we got some bollard fencing, but it's better than nothing. They secured several areas that were problem areas. It did help reduce traffic. They did start apprehending more people. And so it seems like uh, Donald Trump was really trying. Joe Biden, I don't know what he's trying to do. Shuffle more people in and spread them all about. But I think back to when I was a kid and I heard a lot of stories like this. So, of course, the narrative some people are going to want is that people are snapping. And it it may be I'm not saying it's not true. I just don't want to go over the top with this one. It may be that the rancher finally said enough. Joe Biden is supposed to give a State of the Union address tonight. And of course, the border is a catastrophe. This story should not be happening. But I'll tell you what's really shocking to me about this. And it has very little to do with illegal border crossings and everything to do with stand your ground the Second Amendment and self-defense. And that is in Arizona. You are allowed to shoot someone, at least according to this article, if they're about to trespass on your property. That's bold. I don't even think West Virginia allows that. I know that in West Virginia, if you're on your property and someone's threatening you in any way, you can use force against them. You don't have to retreat. Now, in Maryland, it's a bit different. In Maryland, if you're on your property and someone's threatening you, you have to retreat into your house. But if they try to get in, you can then defend yourself. And then, of course, we have New Jersey. In New Jersey, if you have fled into your home and locked all of the doors and you are cowering in fear and someone breaks in, you still are not allowed to use force against them unless you can prove you could not flee the building. That is to say, in New Jersey, you have to run away. It's remarkable. I was was told by law enforcement down there, let's say someone kicks your door in And they scream, ooh, I'm going to kill you and do these things. And you have a back door. You got to run out the back door. Now, if your family's in there, maybe you have an argument of defense of others. But if you can escape, then you have no legal justification for causing harm to another person who broke into your house. And my question was like, escape to where? It's like the middle of winter, there's snow on the ground. Where am I going? Am I going to run into an alley and just knock on some stranger's door and say, help, help, someone broke into my house? I guess... Now, I suppose the general idea is, in their minds, the liberal mind, well, it's better that person survives. It's not worth killing anybody over, right? Here's the problem I have. I, you know, looking at this old guy. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll read it. I would, I, I, I reject the idea that the, that the onus is on the victim of aggression. I don't accept that. If you are minding your own business on your property and someone wants to aggress against you, I do not believe... You have to run away in fear. You should not have to make assumptions about how to, st- you know, how 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 to uh, to let someone do something. If someone comes onto your property and you perceive a threat, that's their fault. Now, don't get me wrong, man. If someone's trespassing, I don't think you should shoot them or anything like that. If someone is like, walk on your property, you should be like, hey, get off my property. I think this is basically how West Virginia does it. If someone trespasses, you can't just shoot them. You got to be like, get off my property now or else. And if they say, oh, yeah, well, okay, this guy's threatening me. He's refusing to get on my property. But typically, you got to give him a warning like, hey, get out of here. You're trespassing and put up signs. I suppose in Arizona, it's not the case. So uh, I'll say it again. I'd probably get a million views if I titled this the revolution is now border ranchers are, you know, maybe I'll just do it anyway. The revolution is now border ranchers fed up shoots. Nah, I I do think there's an element to this. I got to be honest. They're they're saying in the story, this dude who got shot was doing it often would cross it and out. I'm wondering if this rancher really did say enough is enough and just shoot the guy. I mean, I don't like people getting hurt, man. I, I get it. This is an illegal immigrant. He's committing a bunch of crimes. But man, you know, I've, I've, I've wondered about this. I'm curious. You guys can comment. Let me know what you think. I, I remember reading about like the Minutemen, which is basically like I think they're like volunteer border guard. I don't know if they're still around. They probably are. But this idea that they shoot at illegal immigrants, I'm like, man, that's tough. You shouldn't be illegally entering the country. We've got a problem with drug cartels. I got a story for you to show you just how bad it is drug smuggler flipping over a vehicle, killing a bunch of people. We can't tolerate this criminal behavior. And if we don't secure our borders, we ain't got none. But I don't I don't know about shooting anybody. I think that's a little bit too much. You know, we we, we want to reduce the conflict, not increase it. I suppose the problem is, if you're not going to build a wall, you're not going to put up fencing. And then when uh, I, I can't remember which state it was, I think it might have been Arizona. They put up those those freight boxes, those, uh, um. What are they called? Uh, shipping containers, they Put up shipping containers and made a wall. A judge ordered them be removed. Now, that to me is crazy. But here's here's the story. Let's read the story. Daily Mail reports an Arizona rancher has been charged with first degree murder and had his bail set at a whopping one million dollars for fatally shooting a Mexican citizen on his property. George Allen Kelly, 73, was arrested following the January 30th fatal shooting of Gabriel Quinn Buti- Butimia. 48 on his ranch in Keno Springs, the mile and a half north of the U.S.-Mexico border. Okay, so it's not directly on the border. We have a, I think they have a map here. So it looks like, there it is. So you can see this is the the road. Here's the border. Yo, I got to say, man, this guy entered his property. I don't see, I don't see why he's being charged. Plus he's 73. Come on. They say authorities are still investigating the fatal shooting with the Santa Cruz County Sheriff's chief deputy saying it does not appear that Kelly knew Kuen Butimia ahead of the shooting. But a friend of Kelly's told KOLD he has had issues with people on his property in the past, though he believes Kelly acted in in his best faith. Kuen Butimia, meanwhile, has a history of illegally crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, according to federal court records, and was deported back to his home country multiple times, most recently in 2016. And just hours before the fatal shooting, Nagala's international reports, U.S. Border Patrol agents informed the county sheriff's department of a possible active shooter at the scene with a man identifying himself as Alan, saying he was not sure he was being shot at himself. Uh, Could it be that the guy illegally crossing was doing the shooting and this guy was defending himself? I don't know, man. Maybe the story is this guy finally snapped. And he just said, I'm an old man and I'm done. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. He sees the guy trespassing on his property and he says, I'm not taking any chances. I got a wife. Shoots him. If there's gunshots going off, I don't don't know why we would assume that this guy, Kelly, was the aggressor. I mean, he's not the one breaking the law. So if I was going to have to make an assumption based off what I know right now, I'd argue it's the guy with a history of illegal activity who is likely the one aggressing. He's trespassing on property. I'd be willing to bet he's the one who, who started the fight. And that being said, I think they said they, they, they didn't find any weapons. They say Kelly's Ranch in Keno Springs, Arizona, is just a mile and uh, a mile and a half north of the Mexico border. Santa Cruz County Sheriff's officials have said they discovered Cuen Butimia's body just about 100 to 150 yards from Kelly's home on January 30th. The victim appeared to have suffered from one gunshot wound. The Nogales, Mexico resident identity- was later confirmed because of a Mexican voter registration card he carried. Officials say they're still trying to clarify the circumstances surrounding the shooting and establish a motive, with Chief Deputy Gerardo Castillo saying it doesn't seem like Mr. Kelly and the victim knew each other. But under Arizona law, deadly force is allowed on one's own property if the homeowner believes it, quote, immediately necessary to prevent trespassing. Quite literally, trespassing. So how did they charge this guy with first degree murder? He's on his own property. This guy's got a criminal history. It is dirty. I think they want this country to be gutted and destroyed, to be completely honest. So maybe, maybe as much as I was joking in the beginning, this really is a story of a guy just saying, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not the first time someone on a border ranch has shot an illegal immigrant or killed them. Alright, so I don't want to act like it's a new thing, but maybe for this current contextual period. With the Biden administration, we may see the start of something truly devastating. So I certainly hope not. They say several other statutes under Stand Your Ground Laws also defend the use of physical or deadly force when a homeowner fears a threat and believes force is necessary. Kelly's neighbor, Maria Castillo, has said that migrants who cross the border are often seen coming and going around the area. Federal court records show Cuen Batimia has had a history of illegal border crossings and deportations in and around Nogales with the most recent documented case in 2016. Castillo would not comment on Cuen Batimia's immigration status saying it has not yet been confirmed. Well, we can see right here, I mean, what's this guy doing? Either way, he's trespassing, right? According to a sheriff's dispatch report obtained by Nogales International, the office first received a call around 2:40 p.m. on January 30th from US Border Patrol agents relaying information About a possible active shooter in the area of Sagebrush Road. The Border Patrol agents had apparently received a report from someone at the scene who mentioned a group of people running and said he was unsure if he was getting shot at as well. The entry identified the person as Alan. Castillo said the sheriff's department responded to the call but did not find anything. Just a few hours later, At around 5.50 p.m., sheriff's deputies received another report of shots fired at the property. And by 6.42, they recovered Cohen Batimia's body. Really? All right. I'll tell you what I think is possible. A couple things. One, somebody showed up early in the day, fired on this rancher who doesn't seem to have a history of this. Or shots were fired. They were called in. And maybe the homeowner was like, what is going on? A few hours later, this guy enters his property and he says, I ain't taking no chances. Or it could be Alan snapped and that morning, pulled out his gun and started shooting at people. But that, sorry, while possible, makes a bit more assumption. It's a bit more assumptive. What we know is that people are constantly crossing the border illegally and shots were fired. I think that it's slightly more probable that somebody was shooting Alan. Or I think Alan is the name. Uh, is it? Is, it, is, it, is it Alan Kelly, right? Make sure I get this guy's uh, his name right. Alan Kelly. Uh, they said A-L-L-E-N. I think maybe this guy heard the shots and then said, I'm not going to wait around to find out. Sees this guy walking on his property and says, not today, man, not with gunshots. You're trespassing. Authorities have said said there were no weapon on there. There were no weapons on the victim at the time. And investigators had collected two assault style rifles from Kelly's property in the aftermath to determine whether either were used in the shooting. I bet they were. I bet you hear gunshots and you're going to be like, hey, somebody's walking on my property. At his last court hearing, Kelly asked a judge about getting his bail reduced, citing his wife living at the ranch. She's there by herself, nobody to take care of her, the livestock or the ranch. And I'm not going anywhere. I can't come up with a million dollars, he said, before asking the judge to consider reducing it to any degree. The judge replied that his attorney would be able to request a reduction of bond, though it was unclear whether the request was made. Local attorney Brenna Larkin, who was appointed by the court to represent Kelly, did not immediately return a call seeking comment on the charge against him. Dailymail.com has also reached out to Kelly's uh, family members for comment. The Kellys had previously sued to prevent a golf station from being built in Keno Springs, court documents show, seeking damages of $2 million. It is also unclear what happened in that case. Kelly is now being held at the Santa Cruz County Jail and is set to return to court on Wednesday. He has identified himself in court as a rancher, but also appears to dabble in self-published fiction about ranch life in the border region. One of his books, available as an ebook on Amazon, is entitled Far Beyond the Border Fence and is described as bringing the Mexican border drug conflict into the 21st century. The protagonists of the story are a couple whose first names match Kelly and his wife's, Wanda's, with a child bearing his son's name. The 57-page work revolves around the couple living in southern Arizona at the VMR Ranch. Kelly and his wife's real-life ranch is called the Vermilion Mountain Ranch. So it sounds like fiction, but uh, probably real. How about that? It describes how the characters George and his foreman had to patrol the ranch daily armed with AK-47s. What can we do for this guy, man? Look, I get it. If he committed a crime, charge him. But he's 73. His wife needs him. This guy should be on his ranch taking care of his property and his animals with his wife. And he should face justice. But this guy ain't going nowhere. He's not a flight risk. What's the point of a million dollars bond? They are just punishing him, but they are punishing all of us. Anyone who opposes what they've been doing on the border, who speaks up, this is what they're doing. We know the Biden administration has been has been human trafficking. And it's crazy to say, right? But they've been flying children around the country and dropping them off. So what can we do for this guy? A million bucks how does it work in, in Arizona? Do, do you have to pay the full million? I know in some places it's like 10% is put up of the bond. You get it back uh, eventually if, if the, you know, once the person returns or whatever. The purpose of the bail or the bond or whatever is to make sure the person doesn't flee. But wh- where is this guy going? Okay, he's got property there. He's not going to leave it behind. He's got a wife. She ain't going anywhere. He's got animals. I think he's going to flee to Mexico or something. He's got property. What, what? I don't know, man. But we got to do something. We got to figure out how to do something. I'm wondering if there's a way to, you know, he's got a son. I'm wondering if his son, son can. I'm worried about his wife. If the dude's going to sit in jail over something you know, unjust, as long as his family's taken care of. So if you guys have any ideas, under Arizona law, a person is justified in threatening or using physical force against another when and to the extent a reasonable person would believe that physical force is immediately necessary to protect himself against the other's use or attempted use of unlawful physical force. It could be used as a defense when homeowners attack. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or potentially even kill someone to stop certain crimes like murder, rape or armed robbery. The stand your ground laws are not permitted as a defense, however, when there was only a verbal provocation or the homeowner who was claiming self-defense provoked the attack by using the stand your ground laws a defense. Prosecutors have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a defendant was not justified in using deadly force and self-defense. Now, now, how is this guy being charged? Gunshots reported earlier in the day, several hours later, gunshots again, guy dies. Hey, I can paint a simple picture. Somebody comes on his property and is shooting. He panics. He then sees a guy, he's probably on high alert, look, patrolling his property, sees a dude and says that might be him. Get off my property. Guy is, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't or something happens and bang. Simple narrative. You're going to try and prove to me beyond a reasonable doubt this guy did something wrong when an illegal immigrant entered his property just hours after gunshots were ringing out. Maybe it is the case that Alan lost his mind. Or I shouldn't say lost his mind, but finally snapped and said, this is it. I'm done. Bang, bang, bang. And was shooting all day. From 2 o'clock to 5 p.m., just bang, bang, shooting at random people. I don't believe it. I don't know what to believe. You know, I don't know. I I don't know that I know it's true. I can just tell you, you ain't getting me on a jury to convict this guy. You put me on a jury, I acquit this guy in two seconds. At the very least, I mean, I got to be honest. You put me on a jury, I probably acquit anybody. Well, almost anybody. Show me video evidence of someone abusing a kid and I'm going to bang the gavel and be like, lock him up. Sorry. End of story. You know, there's very few circumstances where I'm actually going to agree with incarceration or or with the state. And plus, I'm a big fan of jury nullification. So you get somebody on like nonviolent offenses, property stuff, and I'm going to be like, this guy's got to be held accountable. But you're not going to see me voting in favor of, you know, years in prison. Restitution and and community service or something for nonviolent offenses, depending on the scale. I know and it's not all the same. Sometimes they 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 plead down and stuff like this, and so you got to be careful about convicts and and releasing them and, and things like that because they may be violent. But I'm telling you with this story, let me let me let me let me show it to you. Let me show it to you. Alleged human smuggler in Arizona arrested after a rollover crash. Illegal immigrants ejected. Timothy Briols, 32, arrested in Pinal County, Arizona, after leading deputies on a chase. This is why. You expect, after all of this news, a homeowner on the border to just be like, I'm assuming this guy's got good intentions. Or do you think they're going to be like, these people tend to be, they, they, they don't tend to be, but I shouldn't say that. I should say there are too many traffickers, smugglers, mules, and they're dangerous. That guy smuggling humans? He's not going to hesitate to hurt you, to get through, because he's not sticking around. You're in his way. Drug traffickers? Oh, boy. If one of these drug mules misses a shipment and that goes missing because they get stopped by someone, their family's going to be in trouble. So uh, you're in their way. Illegal immigrant trying to get a job in the United States? Eh. You know, they don't want to get reported, but I I don't know. I I wouldn't assume that they're going to hurt anybody. The problem is if you live on the border and you deal with people shooting at you a couple hours earlier, gunshots ring out. Are you supposed to now just be like, well, I'm going to sit and wait to see if this guy's one of the good ones or the bad ones? Is he just an economic migrant? with a better job. Or is he the guy who shot at me earlier? I'm not waiting to find out you trespassed. I'm getting shot at. We're done. Don't trespass on people's property. Don't illegally enter the country. But this is this, this is the State of the Union. You know, you know, Joe Biden's going to be talking tonight. Did I say Trump or Joe Biden's going to be talking tonight in the State of the Union? And we're going to hear what he has to say. And I tell you this right now, and most of you know it, it's going to be lies because we're dealing with stories like this. Eggs through the roof. And now check out this story. Contraband eggs piling up at the U.S.-Mexico border. Whew. I'll probably talk a bit more about this one in my 4 p.m. segment because we're getting ready for the State of the Union. So I'm going to give you my State of the Union and talk about where this country is, because it ain't good. From Chinese spy balloons they let fly over the country to a potential war with, with China over Taiwan, war in Ukraine, and it's Biden's leadership, lost revenues, food shortages, inflation, and Biden takes no responsibility for any of it. There's your State of the Union. But we'll we'll get in depth. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The new Harry Potter game is out, and so is the controversy. Yes, that's right. People are pretending to be angry about J.K. Rowling, who basically said nothing, because we live in a world where you have to make fake controversy and drama in order to make money and keep people's attention. The story from Axios, Hogwarts Legacy game launch becomes referendum on J.K. Rowling. It isn't. It's not. Steven Totilo is just an, un- you know what, man? I don't even know. I don't even know. I- Here's what I can tell you. No, it's not. People love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is great. I grew up with it. I'm going to play the game. Don't pre order. That's the number one rule. You never pre order a game. But uh, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. It looks like fun. I like the Wizarding World universe stuff. I think the weird prequel movies they did, really bad. But the original books, I thought, were absolutely fantastic. And uh, and I like the lore. So I'll play the game. I don't care about J.K. Rowling. I don't think too much about her. When it comes to the whole issue of trans rights and whatever, she's barely done anything but tweeted like once or twice. And here's how the world works. In the modern era, information— is what makes money. We're in the information age. So we need to keep your attention focused on us. That's the product we're producing. Nothing. The same is true for me, the same is true for anybody else. The only thing I can say is, I guess if you like watching me, it it makes the business run. And if you think what I have to say is important, then watching me is probably better than watching drama channels that complain about Harry Potter or whatever, claim that she's transphobic. I'll tell you why I want to talk about this. Here's the real world. Harry Potter is fun. The exciting movies, they, they're, they're talking about doing a reboot, I guess. that will be interesting. And uh, the lore people love. But if you want to keep someone's attention so that you can sell more advertisements and get money, you need shock content. This is what I absolutely despise about the modern era. I have no intention and no desire of being part of shock content, but I fully understand I am. But here's what I have to say. When I make opinion videos and I make headlines, uh, I, I actually try and tone them down a little bit. But, they're, but people accuse me of, of clickbait and things like that. And it's like, certainly, my headlines won't be dry, but I don't, I try to make sure that they're all discernibly uh, based in my true opinions. I'm not going to come out and pretend like everybody's screaming about J.K. Rowling, so you click on this video, because they're not. The media will see some tweets, then say Twitter's in uproar over this. And here's why they're really mad to manufacture the controversy. Now, again, I fully understand we all participate, all of us who make this content like this to varying degrees. And so what ends up happening is and we're all guilty. I'm saying straight up, we're all guilty. And this is why I truly despise a lot of this industry. Someone tweets at J.K. Rowling and then a, a bored journalist who has nothing to write about decides, OK, well, this is the story and grabs a tweet. And then they show that the one tweet, then it gets a bunch of more people to pile on the train. And all of a sudden, people are claiming that J.K. Rowling came out and not right, said trans people don't exist, which he never did. That becomes the narrative. Nick Sandman was talking with Ron DeSantis earlier on, on a panel, and he makes a really good example of this. He's a kid who was standing on stairs Looked at, at some native like some Native American guy walked in his face and he's just like okay, and then the media lied 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 lied. So while I can certainly say, you and I right now are participating in the attention economy and it's creepy and I and I, you know it, there's problems with it, but at least you know I feel man, I'm not I'm not going to pretend to be perfect. I'm just going to say what the people do in the mainstream and the corporate press is evil. And uh, I can't say that I'm perfect, but man, I, I, I just try to avoid this nonsense and this garbage. But you know what? You know, what worries me, I suppose. There's a reason why Axios wrote this story, because it will get clicks. Now, I got to be honest with you. I could have covered something way different that would get more clicks. Take a look at my video tab on, on this page, for instance, and you'll see that since I started doing my 6 p.m. segments again, They're cultural based, personal commentary on videos and things like that, much lighter and low. They are getting many more views. One of the videos, I mean, hundreds of 600,000, 500,000. It's crazy. You know, here's the thing. If I want to make tons of money, I can see it and I know it. If I make videos predominantly about like wokeness backfiring or feminism backfiring, holy crap, the views go through the roof but if I don't care about something, I'm not going to do that. This is what they do in the corporate press. So I have a video. Let me see if I can take a look over here on the back end and uh, take a look at one of my videos. I did one about this woman trying to squat, uh, lift a squat record. 600,000 views. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. It's a video where a woman asks for help because she can't lift something up. I thought it was genuinely interesting. And I gave you my, my thoughts. Look, Maybe the guys didn't hear, maybe they're wearing earbuds, 600,000 views. If I want to make money, how about I just stop making videos like this? Stop talking about these things and just do that. Boy, the money is hot because I want to talk about what I care about and or, or, or I don't want to talk about anything at all. Last Friday, I decided, you know what? I'm not doing a segment. I didn't. I on my four on my TimCast channel. I did not do a segment. People were like, yo, Tim, where's your 4 p.m.? Because we really want to watch. And I'm like, you know, there's this old story. I don't know if it's true because I haven't been around this long, but they say that back in the day, the BBC would actually run, there is no news today. Thank you for watching. And it would just be like nothing because there was no news today. Nothing to tell you. Things are just going along. Then the 24-hour news cycle came along and advertiser they uh, started selling ads. And they're trying to figure out how can we get more re- more revenue? How can we make more money? Yeah, well, that's what you get. Shot content. People trying to figure out. What shocking and insane thing they can talk about. And the sad thing is people care about people. No, 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 hold on. Don't don't get me wrong. It's good that people care about people. But what I'm talking about is you could have like a video game come out and people want the drama and the shock. So they say, ooh, let's write about J.K. Rowling. And they do. I'll give you an example of what grinds my gears. And I've told this story before. So if you've heard it, you'll hear it again as uh, you often may. When I worked for Fusion... The Ghost in the Shell movie was coming out. And apparently some people on Twitter were complaining that Scarlett Johansson was a white woman playing a character based off of an anime who is Japanese. The major from Ghost in the Shell. Japanese. Uh, she's actually a robot. In a, she's a, a human in a prosthetic body, meaning your ghost or your entity is transferred to a prosthetic body because her body was destroyed. She basically died. And um, I'm in this meeting and they're like, oh, wow, you know, people are really upset about this whitewashing where they made a white actress play a Japanese character. And I said, you know I'm a big fan of Ghost in the Shell. I'm in the meeting and I'm like I'm a big fan of Ghost in the Shell and um I got I got to tell you like this is perfectly in line with the theme of the, of of the of the show or the manga of the concept that you can transcend your own body in fact I think it's actually in line with views of like trans issues, because, you know, a person could be male and then transfer their ghost into like maybe like a female body or a person could be white and then experience life as like a black person or something. And they were like, nope, nope, nope. It's racist. We're running with we're running with it with it's racist. And I'm like, but nobody's thinking that nobody cares. The idea is that you can change. You know what, man? You take a look at that show Altered Carbon, and it's, it's similar. It's like you, your brain is downloaded into a thing in your neck, and then you can transfer it to other bodies or whatever. It's like these media, the media industry and YouTube, it's just everybody. Drama, 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 drama. Talk about people, 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 people. It's mind-numbing, isn't it? It's funny because uh, I addressed this the other day, and I, I specifically was talking about the Young Turks because I've been saying this nonstop. I, I love the, 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 how, how this works. Let me, let me, you know, let's let get into it. Let's break it down. So um, I say all the time, I, I, I've been talking about this for months and I say it all the time. I'd love to just go live in my van down by the river. Shout out to Chris Farley. Rest in peace. But uh, quite literally, I have the van. It's got solar power. It's got a PlayStation. It's got a monitor. And I've, I've, I've only used it a couple times. And I'm like, life would be so much easier. I would want for nothing more than enough money to eat Get to look at the, the stars and skate and mind my own business. I've talked about that. And recently I said, if there's one thing that really makes me just want not want to be involved in any of this, it's the, the drama style garbage. And I specifically referenced the Young Turks because that's what they do. High profile, multi-million pl- subscriber platform that takes quotes from me out of context. And then, of course, people started saying I was talking about the quartering. And I, and I was threatening to, retru- to quit over people being mad at me about Eliza Blue. And I'm like, that's just literally not true. But that's the point. There are people who don't watch my channel, who aren't members at TimCast.com, who don't care about anything having to do with me until they can make it about petty drama. You know, people care about people. That's it. And so I see this story about J.K. Rowling. Nobody really cares about this. You know, I'm willing to bet this video does not get that much traffic because the, the subject matter is J.K. Rowling, uh, media claims J.K. Rowling under fire when new video game comes out or something like that. I don't know. I'll figure out what the title is, but th- that's the general idea. And it's just it's not the case. Nobody cares. Literally, nobody cares. You know, they, w- there's that old saying, it's like small people care about people. You know, s- s- some people care about ideas or something like that. I can't remember the exact uh, phrasing. But this is what I find. You go on YouTube, you go on uh, CNN. Let me just say this. You know what bothers me about Trump derangement syndrome is that Trump didn't do anything. It's like he did so little and they're, they're so angry. And there are so many people who have insert personality derangement syndrome. And I'm just like, I don't care. Donald Trump was president. He did a really good job. You've got people with Andrew Tate derangement syndrome, and I'm like, show me the facts and evidence that he did something wrong. I'm not gonna sit here and badmouth a guy that's not been charged, even charged with any crime. But the drama, the drama. He's a he's a he's a trafficker. I'm like, no, no, no. You know, so so what am I willing to talk about? The ideas around it. You know, why are humans like this? I'd love to have a conversation with Elon Musk about this one, to be honest. Uh, his vision for humanity going to Mars. If humans are but simple creatures who only care for the human experience and what it means for one person to say one thing and they want gossip, hot goss. Well, then what does that mean for the rest of humanity? For those of us that want to travel the stars, that want to see the system improve, that want people's lives to get better, that want them to have a good existence with their kids? I don't know, man. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I hope you enjoy these 6 6 p.m. segments because these are very much random -er. yeah, I'll leave it there. I got a lot more to say about a lot of stuff, but um, I'm not. I'm not really here to talk about the video game itself. I'll play it. It looks fun. I'm just looking at this and I'm like, dude, no one cares about this. You go out. I'm, look, I'll, I'll say one last thing. I'm hanging out at the casino. I've been playing Hold'em, having a blast. Been I, picking it up quick. I've always known how to play, but I did some studying. And uh, last weekend, I did. I was. I was at a three hundred. Uh, I'll put it this way: three hundred dollar uh, max buy in dropped down, very little money, uh, had to buy back in. But then I went from six to twelve hundred bucks, six hundred dollars at this table. I had this massive stack, made some good calls, played right, played in position better, all this stuff. And I'm just having fun. You know why I'm having fun? You know, why I'm talking about it is because when you're sitting there, everybody's laughing, making jokes, and they're not talking about this. And I get it. So many people talk about go touch grass. I go to the skate park. I talk to people. We don't talk about this stuff nobody cares. It is funny, however, when I'm sitting at this table and there are people who know me and they're like, let's talk about the balloon, man. And I'm like, yeah, the balloon. Even the people who know me don't want to talk about the people. We want to talk about the consequences, the ideas, the economy, the infrastructure, the war. That's what I want to talk about. If you don't, you want to talk about people. Maybe it's not the right channel for you, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. I think it was the Hodge twins. I'm not sure. I think it was the Hodge twins. Um, They asked, well, one of them asked, do you think that uh, human sexuality is a learned behavior? And I said, no, I don't think so. And he said, I think it is because if it wasn't, there'd be no grooming. Like you couldn't groom someone if it wasn't a learned behavior. It's a very, very interesting point. And I suppose the general idea is we're seeing a lot of this grooming we're seeing a lot of people groom their kids and other kids and things like that, and we do know that you can influence someone's uh, uh, perspectives and lives and, and things like that. But I, but I, I think as always, there's a combination of nature versus nurture, and I guess the way I put it was, in response to this question, is it learned? I said it's not, and 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 the reason is if you take two human beings, and this is just in my opinion, maybe I'm not, maybe it's wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's not wrong. If you take two humans and you uh, raise them in a vacuum, a male and a female, and they have no idea of the world around them, they can't read, there's no food comes in, they eat it, once they're old enough, they will start doing things with each other, if you know what I mean. It is uh, likely, in some circumstances, a human is homosexual. It is it is likely to the degree, I think it's like percent, 0.08% or something like that. But that's why I saying you can traumatize someone and crack their brain and make them react negatively to a tomato. You know what I mean? Like, you can make people, you can develop phobias in people. These are traumas. These are things that are not normal. Like, a person should not be scared of a tomato. But sometimes people have these strange phobias because something happened in their life. We have this story from the post-millennial. A woman coaches young boy to identify as girl, claim that boys are nasty a video has emerged on social media of what appears to be a woman encouraging a young boy to identify as a girl. Here's what I think. What we're seeing here is social trauma from cult-like behavior. I do believe to a great degree humans are blank slates when they're born. Not everything, though. Men are going to have more bone density, more testosterone, more fast-twitch muscles. They're going to have less body body fat. They're going to have a higher center of gravity. And for the overwhelming majority, they will be sexually attracted to females, no matter what someone tries doing. However, if you break someone's arm, they're not going to be able to use it. If you give someone poison, it will damage their bodies. So I put it this way. If you take a healthy young human being, let's say human male, uh, twins, and you, you deprive one of protein from a very young age and onward, and you give one all of the healthy protein that they want, well, surprise, surprise, the identical twins turn out different. By the time they're 18, one's gaunt and scrawny, and the other is buff and ripped and tall. Well, of course. Now, what if you gave one of the kids nothing but ice cream, cookies, and candies, and then you gave one of the kids broccoli, mashed potatoes, green beans, and steak? Once again, one of those kids is going to be probably obese, unhealthy, with limited muscle development, shorter, and one's going to be taller and ripped. And that's the way I describe it. When you take a small child like this and you give them healthy food, they'll grow. If you give them unhealthy food, it will cause damage to them. This is what grooming is. It is giving a child nasty things that are bad for it because you want them to turn out a certain way instead of nurturing them. To, to naturally grow and develop the way they would should they be given proper nutrients, informational nutrients. You get my point? That is to say, grooming can change people, but I do believe that for the most part, these things are innate. The human body will develop and grow if given the proper nutrients, but you can choose to deprive it of what it needs to twist it into a broken form, unfortunately. In this short clip, a boy is dressed in a pink sparkly cheerleader outfit. And the woman filming, whose identity has not been confirmed, asks if he feels like a boy or a girl. The boy replies that he feels like a girl. And when pressed, says he thinks that boys are nasty and gross because they're not pretty. Now, the mother is socializing this young boy to be a girl, despite the fact that he's too young to understand the difference. And that's a reality. You have another story. Uh, I I don't know if I have it pulled up. I might. Do I I have it pulled up? There we go. Mother admits she regrets letting her son, four, transition to a girl identity and describes realizing her mistake was like leaving a cult. Children will grow if given proper guidance. If you take a young boy and tell him nothing of gender, tell him nothing of boys and girls and just give him the right food and the right education and show him what's going on, he will likely, in almost all circumstances, grow up to be a healthy young man who will reach peak physical condition possible for his genetics and uh, live a normal life? If you interrupt that process and start giving him different ideas incongruous with uh, where he would develop and grow, then you're going to cause traumas and confusion. If you, it's it's simple: place a child into the world and alone, and they'll start learning things around them. Place a child who doesn't speak a language into an environment where they only speak one language, and eventually that child will learn that language, and rather quickly, in fact. But put a kid in an environment where you only speak gibberish with no discernible understanding of words, and guess what? The kid will struggle to speak. A a human child can learn to read and write and to speak, but you intentionally cause traumas and confusion, and then they will end up I guess, stunted or confused. This is a story I talked about a little bit earlier, so I'll get into now, and it's amazing. You should definitely watch the conversation from the Trigonometry uh, podcast. It's Trigonometry. Shout out to the crew over at Trigonometry. They have accents, and so they say "er"s like A's, so all they're saying is Trigonometry, and that's literally how you say it. So it's like, they're like, the podcast is tri- Trigonometry, and it's like, oh, so it's like a math podcast? No, Trigonometry. It's like, you gotta say ERR. Triggerometry, trigonometry uh, but it's interesting. She says that she she allowed her child to uh, say that he was trans or that he was a girl, and then she said, "Okay, you are." And then what happened was they realized their next kid, the younger kid, one day said he was a girl too, and they said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. What? how are you both trans?" They actually thought like this can't be right. Then they realized what was happening. They were influencing the child, and that child. what what they were doing, the younger kid sees it and says, this is normal and this is what I want. I want to be like him too. The question is, what do you want for your child? Well, these blank Slaters don't want anything. Let me me put it in a different way. I had a friend once. I haven't talked to her in decades. It's crazy. I was like a teenager. And she was talking about how she got fired and uh, she couldn't figure out what she wanted to do with her life. So I asked her, what were you doing when you were 13 years old? And she said, I don't know, riding bikes and hanging out with my friends. And I said, you'd love to own your own bar. And she goes, oh, that would be awesome. And I'm like, right. You want to do what you did when you were a kid. You want to know what I was doing when I was a kid? I'll tell you. I was on the Internet designing websites. I was reading about news. Don't don't ask me why. I don't know. My family owned a business from when I was like nine to 11 years old, and I got to sit around hearing people talk politics. And I grew up in this space, constantly hearing about the stuff. I got involved. My friends played punk rock music, and then I started learning about these, these lyrics and these ideas. And so I very much got involved in politics. And lo, I'm doing basically the same thing that I was doing when I was younger. In some form, it all came together. So if you take a child and you put them in an environment and they develop around that their formative years, that's what they will strive for. That's why the groomers are targeting children in schools. That's why they're doing drag queen story hour. They want these kids to grow up, to engage in these behaviors. But I view these as traumas, something damaging to the kid. I believe that having children ride bikes around and do nothing is also a problem. You know, people people talk about passion. Uh, you've got um, Mike Rowe. He says, don't follow your passion, follow your talent or something that effect. like you might be passionate about music, but you might suck. But you might be a really good carpenter, so do carpentry. And I'm like, your passion and your talent should be the same thing. And if they're not, it's because, unfortunately for you, you do not have an optimal childhood. Me, I chased my passions, but my passions were also in line with my talents because I grew up doing things, and I enjoyed doing them, being around them, wanted to do more, and I continued to do more. And here I am, lucky, I suppose. I know I have a friend who became a pro skater, and she said that when she was a kid, said she wanted a skateboard. So her dad got her a skateboard and said, now you have to skateboard. Then when she got bored and stopped skating, he said, why aren't you skating? He said, I don't know. I'm bored of it. He goes, nope, you're coming with me. And he brought her to the skate park. And he said, we're going to go to the skate park every week because you wanted the skateboard and now you do. Now you skate. And then she told me when she was older, she's so grateful that her parents did that because she loves skateboarding. She loves the community, had fun doing it, was good at it, made money doing it and all those things. And it's like, yeah, That's what parental guidance is. So you have so many parents who are like, I'm going to let the kid decide and they'll figure it out. Kids can't figure it out. They need you. And so here's what we see from it. I'm glad this mother figured it out. This other mother, not so much. It is, in fact, kind of sad that people are going to they're they're going to grow up disillusioned and confused as to what they want or what will make them happy. And they don't understand. This is why you have so many socialists who are like, we should abolish private property. Yeah, because when they were younger, everything's given to them. They didn't have to work for it. Back in the day, you were 10 years old. You're out, you know, picking up sticks, gathering or helping dad or doing something. You were working to survive. Today, kids don't do it. They ride around doing nothing. No surprise. They're all becoming commies. How about that? These kids are going to be confused because their parents aren't giving them a structure in which they can grow up and understand. And I, I feel bad for them. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. I'd like to introduce you all to the modern condition with this video showing women in what appears to be some kind of Home Depot or Lowe's dancing for the camera. This is an ongoing phenomenon. Let me tell you a story. I I remember several years ago, I look out my front door and I see some girl standing in the middle of the street, and this is a dead-end dead street, it, it dead-ends, There's like wood preserves or something, and she's like doing this thing where she's going like this or whatever, and then I'm like, what what's she doing? Is she, she dancing in the middle of the street? And then I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a phone in the mailbox. She's filming herself dancing in the street, and my house is in the background. So I wonder if anyone could find that video. Check this video out. Let's play it. Let's go. Yeah, look at that. Someone film. <laughs> okay, for those that are listening, she's doing this crazy dance as people walk around with grocery shopping carts, and you can see this other woman like going back and forth filming her. Oh man, it's just oh, it's so cringe, so cringe, dude. This is the modern condition. People. <laughs> okay, for those that are listening, you're you're really you're really missing out. But I got a I got a better one for you. Both of these tweets from our, our good friends over at Clown World on Twitter. I'm a big fan. They got like a million followers now. It's crazy. Clown World, good job. At Clown World underscore. Check this one out. It says, commuting home just got 10 times worse. And there's literally just some woman twerking in the middle of the road. Like some, some morbidly obese woman is just twerking in the middle. Like, what, what is she doing? Probably filming. Probably filming. Probably, probably filming. Take a look at this story and then let's talk about it. Ethan Klein apologizes to QT Cinderella for mocking deepfake situation. I don't know nothing about no Ethan Klein and mocking anybody, and I don't really care. But the deepfake situation is really interesting because there's a couple stories here. I want to talk to you about where we're going as a society with like just things like this. Man, uh, uh, just so insufferable. Cringe. All right, here we go. I'm on Instagram, right? And y'all have maybe seen this. And you, you click the little uh, magnifying glass, little search thing, and it gives you a whole bunch of recommended posts. Now, usually what I get is uh, skateboarding, rollerblading, biking, scooting. And as of recently, it's been just like nothing but highlight reels of old famous poker games. And it's just like, dude, I have seen that clip a hundred times. I get it. He should have folded the floss. Been watching it. It's just sending me all this poker stuff for some reason. That's probably why I started playing it. That's what happens. I am so easily influenced by Instagram. I kid you not. The UFO, I bought it because I got an ad on Instagram. Started rollerblading because Instagram started sending me a bunch of rollerblade videos. And I'm like, that looks like fun. I'll try that. Then I start getting sent all these poker videos. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play Hold'em. So now I'm doing that. But here's what I get sent. Because I'm a guy. It sends me pictures of women doing things like this, you know, dancing and strutting around and whatever, looking like they're sick. And um, I noticed eventually I, I don't don't click on them. I I, I don't care. I'm like, I, I have a girlfriend and there's there's nothing interesting to me about a picture of a woman. I can see it already. This is the crazy thing. This is what you didn't understand. You send me a video and I can see a guy doing a 360 flip on a skateboard. I go, I'd like to see that video. So I press on it. And then I see a dude tray flip down a big stairs. And I'm like, whoa, you know, where's my little skateboard at? Oh, here it is. Little tray flip, right? Guy's like, whoa, flips underneath me. Because that was a very flip, by the way. And um, so I click those. When I go back to the feed, it'll show me pictures of women that I don't need to click because I can literally already see the pictures of those women. I don't linger on them or anything like that. The idea is supposed, supposed to be that if you click on a video, you told the algorithm you like it. And if you linger on it, it means you really like it. But I got to tell you, I think it's probably just like the, Instagram, the, the algorithm is so strong that men want to see women, they'll keep sending dudes women even if you're not interacting with them. Well, I noticed one day I had to click on one. Why? It looked weird. It looked kind of off. There was something about it. I said, this person's got a big head, big eyes, and a thin body. Something doesn't look right. So I I clicked on it. And sure enough, you can see weird warped edges. I'm like, holy crap. This is not a real person. Had like 20-something thousand followers. AI-generated influencers. This is where we're going. So you wanna get in on the business, baby. You don't gotta go into a Home Depot and start dancing and throwing your hips around. You go on one of these, you go on Lenza or whatever, you make an AI generated person who's not real, and you keep generating images of them that are scantily clad and appealing. Who needs an actual thought when you can have a deep fake thought that ain't nobody gonna get mad about? You know, if you're if 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 a woman like these women, now the reason I brought up the the QT Cinderella thing with the deep fake stuff is I think this is related to the uh, she's talking about the deep porn, I guess. She says, I want to scream. Stop. Everybody effing. Stop. Stop spreading it. Stop advertising it. Stop being seen naked against your will should not be a part of this job. Thank you to all the male Internet journalists reporting on the issue. Effing losers. It's the funny thing about drama. The reporting on it makes it big, makes it famous. Now, uh, I don't know, QT Cinderella, I'm sure it's a horrible thing, and I'm sorry that it's happened to her, but sorry, man, this, this is really, it's really important to talk about if we're going to try and stop it, and we're going we're to try and figure out how we can navigate this. What's basically happened now is take a real person's face, put it on the body of a different person who did porn, boom. Now you've got fake porn, but you don't even need a real person. You can AI, you can deep fake generate a fake person and make fake porn. Why even make anything real anymore? You know, QT Cinderella is upset about this, and I totally uh, understand why. Why? You don't even need to do it. Well, people fantasize about humans they know. But eventually, what's going to happen is I'll tell you this. We are very, very close to it. I want you to listen. You're watching me. Many of you have met me in person. If you hang out at the casino, uh, at the poker tables, you might see me there on the weekends. I've been there the past like four, it's been fun. And uh, I say that because a handful of people have been like, oh, man, they've they've played against me and we've had fun and uh, some have taken my money, I've taken some of their money, had a good time. But eventually you're going to be watching a YouTube video and there's going to be a a guy and his name's going to be like, you know, Rick, you know, uh, Rick Kaminsky. There you go. That's his name. And he's going to be saying stuff like Joe Biden, man, I tell you, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. And then you're going to find out it's an AI generated deep fake face. And the person and the voice isn't real either. You're not going to know who this person really is. You're going to think you know who they are. It's a fascinating thing to me about this whole idea of doxing, right? There have been a lot of pro- uh, prominent personalities who have been doxed. Let's talk about uh, uh, Carl Benjamin, for instance. He started off as Sargon of Akkad. Nobody knew who he was. He didn't show his face. He just talked with a British accent. But he gave away clues as to where he might be and how he his posting frequency. And eventually people doxed him. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but they doxed him. Now, what would happen if instead of using his real voice and posting on his typical schedule, it was a deep fake, or not even a deep fake, an AI generated person with an AI manipulated voice? So you can record yourself talking and then press render and it changes your appearance. People do this. There have been women, old women, who use filters to make themselves look young. They've been busted when the filter dropped and all of a sudden people realize that that's a 50 year old woman. There are even people, some of the biggest uh, uh, super chatted channels, VTubers, anime women going hee hee ha and playing video games and it's some big fat dude doing it. But people are giving them money. So I see these posts on Instagram and, you know, I, we don't need humans to do this anymore. Here's what you do. A guy will make a bunch of different AI women, keep the, the code parameters for generating the woman. Make a bunch of different photos. In fact, you could probably in one single shot, I'll tell you what, auto generate 10,000 pictures of a fake woman in different positions and then just schedule them to upload every day at 10, 2, and 6 or something like that. And then just walk away and ignore it. And then eventually what will happen? You come back in six months and you've got a million followers and tons of comments and everyone's saying like, ooh, ooh, I want to be friends. And then all you got to do is drop in an ad for Clorox or whatever, and you made 10 grand. That's where we're going. It's kind of scary to think about, especially with Neuralink and VR, what the world will be. We like to think about people living in the metaverse, but what I think it's going to be is people are going to live in their isolated universes. They're going to only work where they have to work. They don't need to interact with each other. Especially if we automate the food process, existence becomes null. You'll go into your pod. You will auto-generate the world you want to live in. You will look at the women you want the auto-generated machi- uh, the world to give you. And you know what? To be completely honest, you could be in it right now. They say we're in a simulation. Well, maybe the simulation is just that. You're in your pod with the bug tube going down your mouth as the world is created exactly as you wanted it. Could be. You might be saying, but dude, my life sucks. Does it? Or in base reality, are you a billionaire who is tired of just the, 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 the strain, the struggle, the fame, the fortune? And you want a humbler, the prince and the pauper, man. So maybe you said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play this pod video game you know, on, on average mode and be a carpenter. Work with my hands. Everybody wants to experience something different. Or maybe you're a 54-year-old uh, contractor, the big old pot belly named John. And in base reality, you're a 21-year-old woman who's doing a college program of like the experience of the middle-aged 21st century man. I don't know. I'm just saying the way things are going with all this stuff, we are, we are probably, as a society, we're going insane. Let me just put it that way. I hope you have fun. Enjoy it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCastIRL. State of the Union time, baby. Watch party. We'll see you all there. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty,